You have arrived at your destination. solo episode here on the Animation Destination Podcast, and we're just going to talk about some news and uh, a big reveal. So I don't typically do these for any particular reason other than just news updates or things like that, but something kind of happened this week that everybody's talking about over on Steven Universe, um, and it kind of revitalized my interest in the show entirely. Not that I was completely disinterested in the show, but it, it sort of brought me back in, so... Uh, spoilers abound for that as as we get into this, but uh, first we're going to cover all the news and we'll get into that later on in the podcast, but just be warned, these are big spoilers for Steven Universe, uh, the Steven Universe cartoon show. If you haven't caught up or you haven't seen the latest two episodes, uh, it's kind of a big deal, so, you know, let's uh, let's get into that later on, but first let's let's uh, let's go talk about all the news and stuff that's out there, shall we? So uh, it's been a bit since we did the news because uh, I didn't do much news during the anime month last week, or last last month, anime April, uh, and we were off the air last week, so didn't want to be two weeks in the row, so I figured I'd just cobble together an episode. Um, it was supposed to be Star Wars Rebels this week, but scheduling conflict, couldn't get it done. It was supposed to be for May the 4th, uh, you know, that was, that was last week, uh, but oh well, um, we'll get to the Star Wars Rebels finale, uh, later on down the line for sure, so, uh, we're gonna reschedule and see what's up next, I'm not sure what's up next on the, uh, the schedule, but we'll get back to it and figure it out, so, um, if you're actually wanting something from last week, uh, that I did, I did, I was on the, uh, the Kill Screen Cinema Podcast, which is also here on the DNN with uh, Craig, Kent, and Lauren. Uh, we talked about Bayonetta Bloody Fate. Uh, it is not a kid-friendly podcast. There is swearing and bad language and, and, and all sorts of things. So, uh, But if that's that's okay with you, just go over there and check that out. We talk about Bayonetta Bloody Fate and what kind of movie that was. So uh, go check that out if you're so inclined. Also... Uh, you can also check us out, check me out on the Video Destruct podcast, which is my video game podcast that I do with my friend, uh, Hoss. Uh, we talk about video games and we just completed a trilogy of offshoot racing games, like, uh, just like, like popular staples in racing games, but not like the top tier guys. It's like those little kind of, kind of outliers that are, that are interesting. So, uh, go check that out if you'd like, but now let's get into the news, shall we? Uh, so, Fate of the Furious director is to helm the new Mask film from Paramount, Paramount and Hasbro. So, Hasbro's been uh, trying to really ramp up their whole production of of things um, since, I guess, GI Joe is kind of a kind of a failure at this point. I don't know if there's a new GI Joe movie coming out. They keep talking about a GI Joe Transformers crossover kind of thing. Um, but since uh, Transformers obviously gets a bunch of buco bucks from China, they're always cranking those things out. So there's going to be another one of those, apparently, that's going to be 
all in space and no humans, so it's just going to be a big CG animated movie, I guess. I don't know. Very bizarre. Uh, but anyway, so they're going to be doing a mask, uh, you know, mask, M-A-S-K. Um, the guys that drive uh, supercars and have uh, masks that do, like, super uh, interesting things, and they fight villains called Venom, while the guy that uh, does The Fate of the Furious, uh, the director who did that, which was a huge, huge hit, um, will be helming that for Paramount. So uh, I'm sure that's pretty good for them. Um, I, I, I don't really know the... Uh, the appeal of Mask to a wider audience, apart from... A f- I had the toys when I was a kid, and I watched the cartoon as well, but I I don't know the mass appeal of anybody that wants to... S- is, like, clamoring for a, a Mask cartoon. Um, so... Uh, or a Mask movie, sorry. A Mask movie. I don't know, maybe they're asking for a Mask reboot, but maybe that'll happen too. Um, that is my washer going off. Sorry about that. Um... So, uh, yeah, so Mobile uh, mobile Armored Strike Command Mask will be coming to theaters uh, sometime, I, I guess, in 2020 or something. But, yeah, so very bizarre. Uh, we'll see if that works out. Um, Star Wars Resistance has been announced. Uh, Star Wars Resistance is a new animated series by Dave Filoni. Um, that will be premiering on Disney XD, I assume, with all the where uh, Rebels uh, kicked off. So, you know, Rebels had its finale, so this will be kicking off uh, in the uh, the Force Awakens universe, the new the new prequels, let's say. Um, I think it'll be right before the Force Awakens, um, in a little uncharted area before that whole thing, and it'll be surrounding the character known as Kazuda Giono, who is a pilot in the Resistance that is tasked on a top-secret mission to spy for the growing First Order. So it'll be a prequel to Force Awakens. I don't... Uh, cool. I, I don't really know what... what that sounds pretty all right, uh, but it'll be kind of kind of uh, showcasing his piloting skills. Let's say it'll be more of a more of a pilot type of thing, which you know, sort of like a rogue, uh, not a rogue one, uh, a rogue squadron kind of uh, kind of show. So uh, that should be pretty fun. But yeah, Filoni coming back for that. He's always been really good at making some expanded universe type of stuff for Star Wars, and maybe we'll get a little bit of answers to some stuff that they left hanging on Rebels. So. Uh, they love giving Filoni stuff to work with, so that should be pretty cool. Um, it's a bit odd that it, it's it's sort of is showing a bit of the cracks for me. Um, uh, the the fact that the Star Wars universe is kind of just contingent on this conflict that just keeps happening. Um, I, I don't know why they're called the Resistance when the First Order is actually the Resistance to the actual Order. Because, yeah, the the Senate and all that would be the actual order of the universe, and the First Order would be resisting that. So I think it would have been more interesting to have that flip uh, for this new prequel, but I guess we just have to go back to the evil British men uh, being in control of everything, uh, even though they lost their star base in like the first movie, and then somehow were still more powerful than everybody else. It was very bizarre, uh, but whatever. Um, so, yeah, so I think we'll get some, like, I guess some uh, lead-ups to having Star Killer base being made, maybe a few 
Kylo Ren shots, they'll probably be able to get the the same actor Adam Driver to come in and do his do his voice work in the in the creepy Kylo Ren mask or whatever. So, you know, um, I'm interested. Uh, I'm always interested in stuff that Dave Filoni makes. He's uh, he's done pretty good so far. So more stuff from that. Cat uh, Dennings and John Cena will be voicing Dallas and Robo for YouTube Red. Um, some sort of space trucker sci-fi uh, buddy comedy uh, thing by the people that did Bo- by the uh, production company that did uh, BoJack Horseman Shadow Machine. Uh, this will be premiering Mar- uh, May thirtieth on uh, on YouTube Red on WWE's YouTube channel. So I that's weird to me. I don't know why. So YouTube's obviously going around like pitching stuff for YouTube Red content. Right now they have the Cobra Kai series out, which is apparently phenomenal. Everybody's talking about it. It looks pretty good. I haven't watched it yet. Um, and that's kind of like the first real like zinger people they've seemed to have had for YouTube Red for me, uh, for a lot of people. Um, I So they're going around like to, to channels to, I guess, like pitch shows or have them pitch shows or whatever. Um I don't know why this in particular is on WWE's YouTube channel for YouTube Red. I, I guess there's no real other place to pitch it, but it's not about wrestling. It just has John Cena in it. So I would think it would be more interesting to have like a wrestling show on your WWE YouTube channel. It, it seems a bit odd that it's not a show based on wrestling, be it, you know, some fake wrestling thing or a documentary series or an informative series like uh, like uh, Mindfield, but with wrestling. I think that would be really cool. But whatever. Uh, we get a cartoon with John Cena as a robot. and uh, But we got uh, voices from uh, Jane Lynch, uh, uh, Taron uh, Killam, Clancy Brown, uh, Nate, Nat Faxon, Dana Schneider, uh, Bree Williamson. Um, so it should, it should be pretty, pretty good stacked with the voices, I guess. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know what the, an- the animation looks kind of cookie cutter and, uh, I don't know how, uh, the writing is going to be. So, but we'll see. Uh, Shadow Machine usually does pretty good writing, uh, for BoJack. So maybe the comedy will be on, on point. We will, we will have to see. Um, Another new show uh, coming to Amazon Prime. That was a bit surprising to me that Amazon Prime got this. I didn't know this was actually coming out. I hadn't really heard much about it, but DreamWorks, uh, since they did the Peabody and Sherman, they uh, obviously have the rights to all those shows, I guess. And uh, one of the shows that they co-opted was also Rocky and Bullwinkle, which is the original show that Peabody and Sherman was on. Uh, So The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle, new cartoon, uh, for Amazon Prime on May 11th, uh, so it should have premiered, uh, premieres actually today as you're listening to this, because uh, it'll be going up today, um, but you'll be, um, yeah, so that, that that's available on Amazon Prime, Rocky, The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. I watched the trailer, um, it doesn't look too egregious, um, the animation style kind of fits what they're going for, they're trying to match that old school, old style of animation from back in the day. It's just, here's the thing about Rocky and Bullwinkle. I think it's a very period piece kind of comedy. I I don't think you really have that kind of uh, comedy around nowadays that really works. Um, It's, it's very, it's very specific to its time to me. 
Um, but we'll see how it does. I, I, I'm not hating on it by any stretch, but, uh, I loved Rocky and Bullwinkle when I was a kid. Um, and it was always, uh, something that I looked forward to watching, uh, at home, uh, in front of the TV. So I, I can't hate on it. I'm sure people will maybe enjoy this. It's just a, it's a style of comedy that I don't think is going to translate to modern day that much. Uh, but we've got great, Deli- we've got Gray Griffin, great Delisle as Natasha, and I love Gray Griffin. She's great, and uh, she's my favorite character from the show. So I'm okay with that as well. Uh, we will see how that goes. I, I don't know much about it at all, other than the few clips that they've shown in the trailer. So, but yeah, it, it should be out today. So go check it out. Maybe it'll be pretty good. I don't know. Um, but that I think is gonna do it. For all the news. Oh, no, wait. Mighty Orbots got a DVD, which was shocking to me. The Warner Archive collection has now put out the 13 episodes of The Mighty Orbots, which is uh, a cartoon that debuted literally on my birth year, 1984, and I don't think it ever aired after that. Uh, it aired the 13 episodes and then just sort of went away. Um uh, it has a really dope, awesome animated theme. Uh, the animation is fantastic. The writing leaves a bit to be desired, a lot to be desired, actually. Um, but yeah, it's sort of like a Metal Men meets Voltron uh, cartoon, and it, it's pretty okay. So go check that out. It's a bunch of robots that form a giant Voltron robot, so uh, that seems pretty fun for a lot of people. Uh, go check that out, or maybe pick up the DVD. We'll we'll see if it gets any streaming anywhere. So, not sure if it's uh if it's much of a thing. Uh, apart from that, so guys, I think that'll do it. Ah, uh, yes, and uh, uh, there's also a trailer for Attack on Titan season three. Uh, if you haven't seen that, go check that out because it looks great. And if you haven't uh, checked that out yet, um, you know. Or if you haven't checked out Attack on Titan at all, uh, period, I suggest going through and go to Verve, uh, get a Verve account, uh, or Crunchyroll, whatever, and Funimation, I think, actually has that one. So get a Verve account uh, and watch all of Attack on Titan, because it's great, and it should be definitely on your to-watch list. Um, All right, and the last big news, which was dropped yesterday... uh, they Adult Swim, this is according to uh, Justin Roiland himself, Adult Swim ordered 70 episodes of Rick and Morty. So they finally doubled down. Not only did they buy into a new season, uh, given the fact that each season is about 10 to 12 episodes, uh, they're doubling down on maybe 70 new episodes. So that means, oh man, what what's the count on that at at the very least, six new seasons. Five new seasons, at the very least. Five new seasons of Rick and Morty, at the very least. Um, so, yeah. Uh, season four has come on its way, and we've got 70 episodes already ordered. So, unless this thing takes an absolute tank dive, uh, and that contract is uh, changed, um, it's 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 not going to happen. The show is one of the most popular shows of all time. Um, it's huge. 
Uh, its merch sales are astronomical. It's crazy. So after all the ridiculous news about like, oh, is it, is it, it hasn't been picked up yet? Is it canceled? Are they canceling it? No, obviously. Adult Swim just ordered 70 new episodes because they're not stupid. Uh, so there you go. So Rick and Morty coming back. But since the order just went in, I think we're going to be waiting a little bit, a little while before we get the new season. But you know what? I watch Venture Brothers, so y'all, y'all can't complain about anything. All right, uh, that's gonna do it. That's it for um, for all that. Um, let's talk about uh, the elephant in the room. Uh, what happened on Steven Universe? So, Steven Universe uh, re- basically put out a, a two-parter, little bit of episodes um, uh, earlier this week on Monday on their app, um, and uh, along with a an exclusive Funko Pop. Uh, of Pink Diamond, the big big deal was that Pink Diamond was finally revealed. She was sort of already revealed a few episodes ago, and about a month ago, uh, in sort of a flashback kind of series. But we always just sort of we assumed that that was a younger version of uh, Pink Diamond. Anyway, that kind of she was kind of bratty. She was kind of a child. Um, so that was kind of the the uh, the implication there. Um, what we have, by the way, spoilers, 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 spoilers ahead. If you have not seen this, if you've not heard anything about it, don't uh, listen to this at all. It's a big thing, unless you don't care and you just want to hear what the the big deal is. If you don't watch Steven Universe, I don't know why you're listening to this to the to this part at all. But uh, uh, yeah, so so basically, what we got was uh, uh, two episodes. One episode in particular, the last episode was a single pale rose. Um, single pale rose basically has Steven. Um, having a having implications about who actually shattered Pink Diamond. Pink Diamond was the diamond in control of the Earth colony uh, five thousand years ago on Earth, uh, which was shattered by Rose Quartz, which is Stephen's mother, um, and uh, that's the person that shattered. Uh, uh, you know, she she shattered it and ended the rebellion, or ended the the reign of Pink Diamond, basically, and then the diamonds uh, corrupted Earth with their with their giant, uh, I guess, nuclear weapon for gems. I guess I don't really know what it was called, what what it really was, but it basically they 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 just left it all to just sort of rot uh, and uh, forgot that the crystal gems and rose quartz were still there, and then rose quartz gave birth to Stephen. Uh, that's that's where we're at in that, but. So the whole thing has been the mystery of uh, Rose Quartz. The whole basis of this season has been the mystery of Rose Quartz shattering Pink Diamond. And in the trial episode at the beginning, I'll be covering all this on the major thing uh, when we do the when when this season finally wraps up and I get to talk about it uh, on the show because I do the season wrap ups every time. Um, so uh, it, it was speculated that Rose Quartz couldn't have shattered Pink Diamond in the trial. Uh, And that because you needed somebody who was able to get close to Pink Diamond in order to shatter her. And by that time, Rose Quartz was already the head of a rebellion. So how would she be able to sneak into her palanquin and shatter her uh, the way that she did? Um, There was also clearly some form of cover-up with a lot of things that only... Uh, someone with high authority in Gem World that could actually pull that off. 
Um, so a lot of speculation went to Yellow Diamond in a lot of ways because she's sort of the uh, angrier version of the di- angrier sect of the Diamonds and everything. So maybe she was the one that did it. We don't know. Um, but that's been the whole crux of it is how did uh, Rose Quartz shatter Pink Diamond because it was apparently done with her sword, but it was made very apparent in the Bismuth episode, that her sword can't shatter someone. So that's the whole mystery of, of what's who, who, who could have shattered Pink Diamond. Well, that is answered uh, in this episode. After finding Lapis on the moon, Lapis had, uh, had exited Earth. He found Lapis on the moon, and they sort of uh, had a conversation about getting her back, uh, back to Earth. But while there, Stephen kind of has a dream uh, about... Um, about Pink Diamond and Blue Diamond and Yellow Diamond, sort of having a conversation about the Rebellion. And then you see Pearl, a shadow of Pearl, sneak up behind Pink Diamond, and the implication is that Pearl actually shattered Pink Diamond. Um, But it still doesn't make a whole lot of sense as it keeps going. Um, So, long story short, uh, Stephen asks Pearl about this, and she kind of covers her mouth, and she's not saying anything. Um, he goes, but then Pearl basically permits him to go through her head, uh, basically go into her gem and go through her memories, basically, uh, because she is unable to even speak of this. Uh, long story short, uh, it turns out that Rose Quartz is Pink Diamond, and she always was Pink Diamond. Um, she manufactured the, the character Rose Quartz, um... I, I guess as as a, as a as a as another identity to kind of uh, just because the whole the whole story of Rose Quartz falling in love with Earth and falling in love with Earthlings and wanting to explore that all seems to be true, but she used this Rose Quartz version to kind of do that sort of thing, um, whereas Pink Diamond had to rule and be you know um, uh, the 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 ruler of the Diamond Realm and all that stuff, so uh, Diamond Colony and all that. So, um, in order to elicit the freedom that she want, that she needed, she has Pearl fake being Rose, and then she turns into her form of, as a diamond, and Rose, quote, shatters her with these fake uh, diamonds that basically, these, these fake Rose Quartz diamonds that she kind of makes, and then that's, that's the implication that she was shattered, but really... Rose or Pearl just held Rose's uh, gem, and that was the cool thing because you always see the round cut gem in Stephen, and you see that in uh, Rose. But that's just the diamond turned to its head, and if you turn it sideways, it's in the shape of a diamond. So, very clever with that. Um, so Rose Quartz, and thus Stephen has the power of a diamond, and that's always been a thing. So. This took me aback quite quite greatly. It it shook me because uh, I hadn't been really involved in the uh, the Steven Universe fandom for a while. Um, there was a few theories that, of course, that the fandom were able to figure out, like Garnet being a fusion, uh, things like that. Uh, I the the idea that Pearl was the one that shattered Pink Diamond has been a theory for a long time, and turns out that actually is the case, uh, sort of. Um, the idea of Rose, of Crystal, or not Rose, but of a, of a Pink Diamond being alive has been a short-lived theory recently, uh, because she, uh, because of the implication that Connie and Steven actually shared a memory of them. So, 
typically when your empathetic powers are working, then you would have to be, it would have to still be existing, but it's actually existing within him. He's actually pink diamond. So, uh, very interesting, uh, how that worked. Um, so I didn't see this coming. I thought I was completely taken aback by it because I hadn't been listening to the fan theories or listening to anybody talking about it. Supposedly, lots of people had come to this conclusion. And if you look back at all the all the clues and everything, it all makes perfect sense. Um, uh, the fact that uh, as her last as her last uh, command to Pearl is that she was not able to not speak of this ever again. So then Pearl was unable to speak, and that's why she allowed Stephen to go into her head and actually witness what happened, because she can't speak of it. Um, so that, that that was very interesting. I, I, I loved it. I think it changes the show on its head after this, and it revitalized my interest after a few... Uh, I wasn't, again, I wasn't completely down on the show, but I was actually really enjoying some other shows more than this one. Uh, this one brought me back to the fold. It actually, I, I liked the fact that I was kind of not paying as much attention to a lot of the things and that, that maybe made my experience on this one a little bit more, uh, enjoyable because it was, it was just sort of like, oh my God, she is, she is Pink Diamond. I didn't see that coming at all. I never even saw the theory about that. It was it was kind of amazing to watch. So uh, that was pretty cool to 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 have that feeling uh, and then that that beautiful score after the after the reveal uh, because you see Rose turn into Pink Diamond and Stevens witnessing this along with us and you see everything happening. It's it's kind of amazing uh, of what happened. And yeah, you know, there's still ans- there's still questions that haven't answered yet, but I mean they they all kind of make sense at this point. Um, like everything kind of makes sense. Um, you know, like where, where did, like, did she, the, the, the stories that Garnet told about Rose Quartz, I don't think any of them were lies. I think she actually did experience all those things as Rose Quartz, um, because she wanted to get a flow, a feel or a flow of everything that was happening. I think we're going to get some more flashbacks of, um, of Pink Diamond sort of coming to the real, you know, kind of growing and coming to the realization that she loves or, you know, love comes to this loving embrace of earth and humans and everything. Um, I, I, there's, there's implications of selfishness with what she does. And I think that's true. Um, and, uh, you know, she, she's portrayed as a, as a very bratty individual in her, in her youth. Uh, with the Connie, with the Stevani flashback. Um, so I, obviously she grows, she evolves, she becomes this character. Um, you know, it, it, it seems interesting. She, she, she's, she's definitely a flawed character now. And, and that, and that makes it very, they've, they've had, they've had the little sprinklings of Rose being flawed for, uh, since season three or having, you know, not, I think people are more harsh on Rose's decisions than 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 they were, but now it's kind of like, oh wow, you started a rebellion against your own colony and threw this whole thing into war, and uh, and then there's no there's no clear after there's no clear response of her aftermath after the the big nuke on Earth that basically corrupted all the gems that were on Earth except for uh, Pearl Garnet and. Um, and uh, Rose herself, um, so I'm I'm assuming that's the reason that they dedicate their their existence on Earth to cleaning up uh, the you know because that that's always been a thing like she she's always wanting to help these these um you know the, the, these corrupted gems because obviously she feels 
that that was her fault. Like, that was her doing. They wouldn't have been corrupted and in pain and all those things had she not started this own rebellion of her own uh, against her own colony. So um, there's also the implication that she's the one that put people in the uh in the moon bay or the 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 space the the space zoo um so that was weird um yeah it's it's a little interesting now now that it's all all into in into the open and and a lot of things are are really are really changed now we know that steven's a diamond he's not just a rose quartz human he is he has the power of a diamond which makes a lot of sense because he's so freaking powerful in a lot of other ways he's got healing spit he you know he can lift tons he can float he has a shield he's got you know just so many so many things about him uh you know when he fuses with somebody they become ultra powerful so uh yeah it's interesting uh we'll see what uh we'll see what happens from here uh they give a little illusion to it in a preview of like what's coming this summer um, apparently Sapphire's very taken aback by the idea that she's been lied to this whole time, um, because she's been spreading the gospel of Rose Quartz for centuries now, so, uh, th- millennia, actually, thousands and thousands of years she's been spreading the gospel of Rose Quartz, so now, uh, she seems to be a bit disillusioned, that's the one preview we got for the next episode, so, um, we'll see what that's all gonna all come at, come down to. There's one bit of things everybody's been talking about is like, how is Pink Diamond able to hold her form as Rose? And to me, that's not the case. To me, um, it's not about, uh, holding the form. She basically reformed as Rose after the faked shattering. Cause she even says from after this, it will just be Rose. I won't be Pink Diamond anymore. So to me, when she reformed her default body, she re identified as Rose rather than Pink Diamond. So that is her typical form, uh, is Rose Quartz rather than Pink Diamond. Because you can obviously, if it matches your personality, as we saw with the whole Amethyst episode, if it is matching who you are, then you can just set your default form, which is why Pearl has changed so many different times. She's had several different little forms, uh, which were which was interesting. So, yeah, um, we'll see uh, what happens from here on out. But that's that's all I got to say about that. I was really impressed with it. I thought it was really good. I thought it was a really good twist. I'm sure there's people that saw it coming a million miles away, but there's no way you guessed this on. Uh, from season one, there's no ge- there's no way you guessed this from from uh, from way back when. But maybe from the last few episodes, I can see where the, all the hints. If you're really looking into it, I can definitely see where the hints lead up to it. Obviously, the biggest one, Stevani and Steven being uh, Pink Diamond in the flashback. There's only really one way you could really view that from that point of view, and that's because of that, uh, because he is that he was that person. That diamond is in him, so. Um, you know, they they sort of explain it away in a few episodes afterwards to where like, you know, Steven has empathetic powers. We're not sure how they work. He, he can see through, uh, uh, blue diamonds eyes too. So, you know, it wasn't, well, it's, 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 it was very well covered up, I would say. So, you know, the empathetic powers things, but, uh, there you go, man. I, I, uh, the people who, who called that one, they called a good one and that, that was, that was a good little theory and it's a good, 
good little answer to all the questions. And it, it also, not only does it answer all the questions of that, it tips a lot of things on its head now. Now I don't know where the show is going to go. And I think that's interesting. That's that's the best thing about a twist like this. It changes the dynamic of the show, and I don't know where it's going to go from here. Uh, the next time you hear me talk about this show will definitely be on the, ser- the season finale. Uh, so when we get to episode 26, I will uh, get my Steven Universe crew together and we will discuss this ad nauseum, the whole thing from the trial to Pink Lars to Lars of the Stars to uh, the shattering of Pink Diamond and whatever the heck is coming down the road because I don't know where this is going to go. I don't know if Steven's going to want to reveal the fact that he's a diamond to the other diamonds. I have no friggin' clue what's going on here, so... We shall see. But that's it. That's it, guys. That's been this that's been this episode. Real quick one, a half hour, not too bad. Uh so go ahead and uh check us check out uh this episode or you're already right, checking out this episode. Go ahead and check out our other episodes. I have the anime April backlog from uh, all the anime episodes. If there's any anime shows that you want to learn about or hear about, uh Ancient Magus' Bride is a really good episode. Um I really Hope everyone goes back and checks out that episode, especially if you have seen it. We don't spoil a whole lot on it, but we spoil some things. Um, actually, we spoil a lot. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry. We do spoil a lot. So don't, if you haven't watched the show or you're interested in watching the show, go watch the show first before listening to it. We do leave some things kind of vague, but uh, yeah, just just go go check out the show and then listen to us talk about it because we have a lot to Me and my friend Eric have a lot to say about that show. It was one of our favorites of this year. So... Uh, that's gonna do it, guys. Uh, that's it for this episode of the Animation Destination Podcast. You can check us out at animationdestination.com at destinationcomics.com slash DNN. Check us out on Facebook at Animation Destination and at Animation Pod on Twitter. That's it. Next week is gonna be something. I'm not sure. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening. DNN.